Amen. Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles with you this morning, can I encourage you to get them out? Um, if you're using a device, grab it, open it up. Um, don't go into social media or games or any of those other things. Please make sure it's on silent. Um, but no, let's, let's really lock in for what God has for us today. Um, so with your Bibles, now that you have them out, I'm sure everyone's got their Bibles out. If you don't have a Bible this morning, if there's someone near to you, I encourage you to cuddle up. Um, and, and have a look on. But we're going we're gonna to read through uh, Psalm 91 today. This is what the message is, is mainly focused on today, Psalm 91, and I encourage you just to, to keep that open. I'm going to jump around to some other verses as well as, as I talk this morning. Um, if you have paper and pen, grab it out, write notes, I encourage you to write notes. If you're one of those people that likes to draw in your Bible, you can do that too. If you don't like people drawing in their Bibles, please don't get offended unless they're drawing in your Bible, okay? So if you're cuddling up, don't draw in other people's Bibles, okay? Got that? Um, anyway, so I want to encourage you just to, to keep that open. I'm gonna, we're going to refer back to it as I speak, and so it's good just to have it there so you can see that as a reminder as we go through this, this incredible psalm that is, that is full of God's promise for each one of us. All right, so Psalm 91, and we're reading from the New Living Translation, and it says this. It says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armour and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will, contact, or will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. And the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer, and I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honour them, and I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. What an awesome passage of God's promise for us. Hey. 
And, and that, that's really what God has put on my heart to share today, is, is to share things that focus in on the promises of God. And this psalm talks about a number of those incredible promises. And so I want to I share with you a message this morning that I'm calling, God will, will you? Because I want to I reflect on all of the things that, that God says He is, or some of the things that God says He is, the things that He says He will do, that we've just read in this psalm, and then reflect on what that means for us as followers of Christ, to be reflecting on, on what it means for us, who He calls His children, for those of us who have accepted His grace and His forgiveness that is available to everyone because of the work of the cross. You know, last week, uh, Alison, my lovely wife, not that that's got anything to do with what she did last week, but um, she shared a message with us about reminding us to um, just to, to come to God, God's desire for us to come to Him, to be in the space of, of coming in every single circumstance that we find ourselves in, the midst of every, every challenge, every trial, um, in the midst of all of our faults and our failures, to come just as, that, as we are, with our lack, with our insecurity, just to come to Him. And again, God is at work because the message I'm talking about, I prepared or started preparing a while ago because I knew Neil was going to be on leave and, and, and this, just this desire for us to remember who God is and His desire for us to come to Him. And today's message flows on from that as God beckons us to himself, saying, come, come. Calling us to come to him and then, and then seek refuge, seek shelter in his presence. To come and then to importantly remain. There's that word remain that Sue talked about in her communion. To abide in him, to remain connected to who God is to live our lives intimately with God, to allow Him to be every, in every part of, of our lives, in every aspect, in every moment. And so right from the very start of that psalm that we've read in Psalm 91, we see the very first promise in verse 1 that says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest. I think we could probably just stop right there and say, yes, thanks, I'll take that. Because I'm sure that there are many of us here today who are tired and weary and worn down. Come to the Father. Come to God and shelter in Him and in Him find rest. And so if... If you're honest with yourself today, as you're hearing these words, in, in your moments of weariness, whether you're weary now or not, I wonder where you seek refuge. Is your refuge and shelter found in God? Because verse 2 goes on to say, He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and, and I trust Him. And so wh where does this verse sit with you? How do these words 
impact you? How much, how much truth of these words is in your life today? You know, do, do we allow God to be that place of refuge for us? Is He our refuge? Do we rely on Him as our place of safety? Do we, do we trust Him? Do we put our full trust in Him? You know, maybe, maybe you even are having thoughts of, can we trust Him? Well, there's a verse in, in Hebrews 13, in verse 8, and it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus, God, the, the Holy Spirit, they are never changing God's nature, God's promises remain the same yesterday, today and forever. And so if he, if he remains the same, then what he says remains true, doesn't it? So let's go back again and look further at what he's promised us in verse 3 of Psalm 91. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. God will rescue you, he will protect you. He is our rescuer and our protector. And verse four, his faithful promises are your armor and your protection. God is our rescuer and he is our protector. Is that who God is for you today? Isaiah 41 verse 10 also reminds us of God's nature and his promises when it says this. It says, do not be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I wonder, is, is there any fear in your life? God says, don't be afraid. Remember, he is, he is the incredible creator God, creator of everything. And he is with you. You know, don't be, don't be discouraged if, if things are not going the way that you expect them to go. But remember that God is with you and he is your God. He is God. And what does God go on to say and promise us? That he will strengthen us and help us. He will hold us in his victorious right hand. And so as I, as I was preparing for this message a number of weeks ago, I was just spending some time in prayer and God, God gave me this picture, which happens occasionally. When I was, when I was an early Christian, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be praying, I'd be praying for people and I'd have all these just random things come into my head. And I'd be like, stay on, stay on target, don't get distracted, what are you doing? And then after a little while, I was a part of a, a leadership group and... I was praying with these, these wise men of God 
and one of them says, we were just praying, I had this picture, and he explained this picture, and it just fit with everything that we were praying about. And I suddenly realised that I was getting these pictures in my head that actually applied to the things that we were praying about, even though sometimes they're, like, just out there. But anyway, I was, I was praying as I was preparing for this message, and I, and I had this picture, which is based around the verse that we've just read from Isaiah 41. This picture of, of God holding us in his hand. Holding on to me. Holding on to us. Ever so gently, yet safe and secure. And so I, I, in this picture, I, I was just sitting there and I was safe and I was secure. There was this feeling of just protection that nothing could ever come close to getting to me. And we remained in that grasp. But then, but then there were these things that just started to come up. Life began to happen. Worldly situations, worldly challenges, struggles, frustrations, all of that rose up on the horizon and I saw myself and I saw others in this picture clambering out of the grasp of God, out of that place of security, out of that place of shelter, out of that place of safety and stepping into the world to take on these things in, in our own strength. His, his hand is, is right there, ready for us to turn and, and, and climb back in, beckoning us to come beckoning us to remain in his grasp and in his protection and in his safety and receive his strength and security and peace and comfort. It was like time and time and time again, we chose to step out. Now that, that picture impacted me significantly. That's something I do all the time. I have things come up and I'm immediately, how do I fix this and how do I deal with this? And then after a while, let's come back to God and say, hey God, how, why do we do that? And I wonder if you can relate in your walk with that picture. Isaiah 41 verse 13 it says, for, for I hold you by your right hand. I say to you, do not be afraid. I am here to help you. Again, God's, God's hand remains right there with us, ready, ready to help. If we would just come to him and we would remain in him. That we would put our trust fully in him and keep it there. And I wonder, wonder where, where does our trust lie? You know, I think, I think we can all agree today that there, there is an underlying need, there is a, a basic of all needs in all of us to have a feeling of safety, to feel protected, to be in a place where we feel like we're standing on solid ground, Yeah? And, and that, that sense of security is challenged in all of us every single day, 
in varying ways and varying degrees. You know, every day that feeling of, of security can be challenged. We are, we are surrounded by a world that is in turmoil. You know, there, there is violence, there is death, there is accidents, there is war, there is financial strain, there are company collapses. There's immense sadness, there's grief, there's depression, there's illness, there's anger, there's job insecurity, there's worry, there's fear, there's anxiety. The list goes on and on and on. You know, we are, we are constantly surrounded by issues of the world that challenge, attack and, and even break down and destroy that sense of security that we have. That feeling of being safe. And then, and then the world says to us, hey, if, if you're in that place, if, if you're feeling just gross, you know, if you're feeling sad and you're depressed and you're stressed and you're uncertain and you're insecure, you know, don't, don't worry about that. You know, just, you just look after yourself. Don't worry about everything else that's going on. Just, just look after yourself. You know, go out, eat, drink, be merry. Go on, a, go on a retail therapy shopping spree. doesn't matter that you're in financial struggle. Go max out your credit cards. Deal with that problem later. That's, that's someone else's problem to deal with. Make yourself feel better. Go on, drink, drink your sorrows away. You know, turn, turn to alcohol, numb the pain. Maybe it's other substances you need, something with a little bit more kick. Just, just forget about it, even if it's just for a little while. You know, maybe, maybe other forms of self-gratification. Turn to, to sex and pornography and fill your life with sport and TVs and movies and possessions and achievements and do what makes you feel happy. Maybe you just need to get angry. You know, go after those people that have wronged you. You know, go and get some revenge. Maybe that will, that will make you feel better. That's, that's the world's answer, isn't it? And again, that list goes on and on and on. But, but the reality of, of all of those solutions, as the world put it, the reality is that they, they don't get you anywhere. It doesn't solve the problem, it doesn't change anything, it's just this cycle of rinse and repeat, of spinning wheels, of moving nowhere, nothing changes. In fact, in most of the, the situations that I've talked about, the consequences of those actions, it makes things worse, doesn't it? And round and round and round it goes. And that's, that's the world's advice to us. But what, what is God's advice? What are, what are God's promises for us? And as we've read in Psalm 91, God has certainly got something to say about that to us. You know, we know that God is calling us to seek Him, to, to come and remain in Him, to trust in Him, to put our faith in Him. And that, and that is regardless of whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, whether it's a good circumstance or a bad circumstance. You know, the, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, he writes this letter to the Philippian church and in Philippians in, in chapter 4 verse 19 it says this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. God's promises remain, his provision, his care, his safety and comfort. 
You know, Paul here is, is stating that God takes care of him, that God will supply all of our needs. Now, talk, talking about circumstances that you find yourself in, incredibly, as Paul is writing this letter to the Philippian church, he is in prison. You know, and it's not, not the sort of prison that we think about today, but it's a dark and dank and smelly, disease-ridden, horrible place to be and yet these are the words that he writes of who God is. He writes of God taking care of him and supplying all of his needs despite the circumstance. He knows he's safe, he knows he's protected as he sits in a prison cell awaiting judgment that could mean his death. Even in the midst of that unenviable circumstance, his faith and his trust in God remains. Knowing God's promises are true. Now, Psalm, Psalm 91 has reinforced that truth. We will find true rest in God. That he is our refuge and our place of safety, that that when we trust in him, he will be our rescuer and he'll be our protector. He'll be our armour. But all, all of these promises that we've talked about this morning, they require us to put our faith in him. They require us to remain in him, to stay within his hand. And I don't know if you noticed when we read through Psalm 91 to start with that there were some ifs in there. Some requirements, some obligations on our part, some commitment that is required on our part in all of this. And so let's have a look at those now. So that's in uh, verse 9 and 10 of Psalm 91, where it says, if, if you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. And in response to us committing to God, in response to us putting our full trust and faith in Him, making God our refuge and shelter and remaining there, God then responds with these promises moving into verse 14, where the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I'll be with them in trouble. I'll rescue and honour them. I'll reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. God will rescue us. God will protect us. God will answer us. God will be with us. God will rescue and honour each one of us as we put our faith and trust in him and remain there. You know, maybe as you, as you hear these words, as we read this scripture together, you have your doubts that these promises could ever apply to you. 
You know, maybe you've got this, this feeling where your life is just too bad and God doesn't want to have anything to do with you. You're a completely lost cause. And I want to, I want to refer back again to the Apostle Paul. So this time in the book of Romans, in chapter 8, verse 28, where he says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. He is convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Now, what's the weight of that? You know, you could just say, oh, well, that's a, you know, he's, he's a guy who's, who's locked in with God and he, he knows that God loves him. Well, the Apostle Paul is writing from a conviction because he was once known as a man named Saul. And if you don't know who Saul was, well, he was a guy whose all-consuming mission was to destroy the Christian church. He had gone about getting permission to go around and hunt down every Christian and either throw them in jail or execute them. You think that would get God offside, hey? And yet as he was going about this mission, as he was on the road to Damascus, he has this encounter with the risen Lord Jesus. And everything changes. He recognises that he is loved by God. And he becomes a champion of the Christian faith, a driving force. It's like the Christian church spreads like wildfire. If anyone could understand that there is no boundary to God's love, it would be Paul. Or maybe we could go right back to the very start of the Bible. You know, when Adam and Eve first sin and they're they're in the garden and, and God tells them one thing not to do, not to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that's exactly what they go and do. And, and yes, there's, there's consequences for their actions and sin enters in the world, into the world, but that did not stop God from loving them. In fact, the very first thing that God does is, is that he protects them, he makes them feel safe. He, he clothes them to cover their newfound nakedness. Even in the very midst of their sin... God protected and sheltered. And Paul goes on to say in Romans 8, in verse 28 and 29, it says, Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, not fear for today or worry about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our God will never stop loving us and there is nothing that can ever pull us away from that love. Again, what, a, what an incredible conviction of God's love that Paul has. And we can reinforce that again simply by looking to the cross to look at the sacrifice of Jesus 
and the love that he has for us. And John 3.16, the well-known verse, summarises that so beautifully when it says that, for this is how God loved the world. That he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Can Can I challenge each one of us this morning just to place our trust in God? to remain in him, to remain in his grasp, to remain in his hand, to remember the things that we've read this morning that he's promised and and all of the other promises. Get into the word and look for the things that God says he will do in your life. God is never changing. He is the same yesterday and today and forevermore and his promises Stand firm. Just remain in him. Remember what God said he will do if we trust him, if we seek refuge in him, if we remain in him. Won't you stand? Let's pray. Look, God, I just want to thank you that you do indeed remain the same yesterday, today and forever. And I thank you that you, you are beckoning us to come, that you want us to, to take refuge, to shelter in you. And God, I just want to pray for each one of us today that we would, we would put all of our faith and all of our trust in you. Again, that we would remain in you, that we would remain firmly in your grasp held in your mighty hand that we would not be in this place of constantly looking to do things in our own strength and to to take on the world in our own strength but we would look to do that from the safety of your grasp god i want to thank you that you keep us safe i want to thank you that that you will keep us safe that you will be our shelter that that we will find rest in you God, I thank you that you rescue us from every trap that might come. God, I thank you that your word says that you will protect us from every disease. And and God, with that promise in mind, I pray for every person here, for every person that we know who is struggling with disease or illness. Well, God, I pray for your miraculous healing. I pray for your renewal and refreshing for your recreation to come in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would protect each one of us as your word says. God, in all circumstances, in all things, help us to keep our faith and trust in you. Help us to remain in you. Amen. You know, and maybe, maybe you are here today and you don't have that personal relationship with God. And as, I, as I've talked about today, there is, there is nothing that you could do or nothing that you could have done that can separate you from the love that he has for you. Nothing that can separate you or exclude you from the forgiveness that is given through the cross. 
You know, God, God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to come and to, to die on a cross to take the punishment of our sin and our shame upon himself. To die and, and three days later rise again so that we can be forgiven and so that we can receive this gift of eternal life. So that we can come and find refuge in him. And so if you don't have that personal relationship and you would like to receive that invitation, why don't you just pray this simple prayer with me now. Let's, let's just pray again. Lord God, I thank you that you have chosen me. Thank you that you'll be my refuge, my protector, my rescuer, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me so that I could be forgiven. Lord God, forgive me. Thank you that I am forgiven. Thank you that Jesus died and rose again for me. And I invite you into my life.